0: Hello, and welcome to Decorating Pages. I'm your host, Kim Wanup. Well, I've been tested, and I'm negatory. What? I'm going back to work, and I'm scared, (laughs) and I'm happy, and I feel like I'm way behind, and tick-tock, I gotta get it done, and uh uh-oh, it all starts back up again. So it's exciting. I feel blessed to have a job to go back to little scared with everything that we have to deal with, but I guess we'll just all figure it out. Very weird, um, to go back to the lot to get tested and see everyone working in masks and standing in like little groups because everybody has to be in certain zones, but I'm looking forward to starting again. I really don't remember where I left off, so that's crazy. Um... How this whole pandemic has screwed with the perception of time for me. I don't know if it's just me. Uh, I don't know if it's you. But time is just... I don't know. It's the Jeremy Bear me clock or something. It's gone so fast, but yet so slow. So what is one Up Watching? Well, I was off last week. We uh, We took a little desert trip. So... Uh, I haven't watched, but I know we finished The Crown, and I don't know. I, I don't know what I've been watching. I've been doing actually a lot of research for these upcoming episodes um, with some of the Emmy nominees, which is going to be exciting. Like today, Monica Soto, and next week we have. I have <laughs> who's we? I have uh, Matthew Flood Ferguson from Hollywood. So I've been doing a lot of research that way and just watching and appreciating everybody's work. On this episode, I speak with production designer Monica Soto. Monica is celebrating her nomination for Outstanding Production Design of Variety Nonfiction Reality or Reality Competition Programming for Drunk History. She was also nominated in 2017 when she was the art director for Drunk History. This past January, the team won an Art Directors Guild Award for Drunk History. Um, I know this chick from way back. I met her on Bones when she was the art department coordinator. And it's just so funny how you work with someone and then it's like, oh my god, I knew you when. I knew you when you were a coordinator and now you're like, you're all grown up. It's crazy. It's uh, It was great to catch up with her for this. And because um, I really haven't Talked to her or really seen her since I've seen her a couple times um, since I worked with her. She is a USC film grad and started out as being an agent's assistant and then moved into the art department. So that's an interesting little tale she tells. Uh, she's worked on some great shows like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Resolute Isles, American Horror Story, and more. Check Quiddick, we're going to talk all about it. So I hope you enjoy.
1: Yeah, we were, we were, like, our last production meeting for that block was Friday, the 14th of March, which is when I think the state of emergency mm-hmm. was declared. So, like, we literally had scouted for three days, and we're on our last production meeting. We're going to shoot that Monday, and they were, like, up court. <laughs> no. So we don't have anything shot, but everything is prepped. That's how I, I am. It. That's how my show was. I was two weeks away from shooting. <laughs> okay. Really? Yeah.
0: Wait, what are you on now? I'm starting up American Crime Story, uh, Bill Clinton impeachment. It's White House, so I thought, yeah, I can do
1: that. (laughs) I am actually really excited about that because uh, um, Monica Lewinsky is, like, involved, right? Yes. She's, like,
0: producing it and gave us, like, pictures of her, like, uh, her apartment and everything. And, like, little things that were on her desk. And, like, she's super, like, super sweet as far as I know. So, yeah.
1: I like her I like her whole persona, her public persona now. She's like a very capable
0: yeah. smart lady. She
1: tweets a lot. And she's snarky.
0: She's snarky about like like there's always some sort of like comment like been there or like when somebody's got a bad day and she's like, "Oh yeah, tell me about it." Like it's constantly It's sort of like, "Hey girl, you you might want to like just
1: not say it every day." It's a lot of energy to carry, but I guess it's, like, it someone going to say some shit to her every day, right? But so going
0: back and doing all this research, as I'm sure, I mean, with Drunk History, I'm sure you're doing tons of research on these historical events. Oh my god, but yes. But going back and doing this research, it's like, she was, like, 21, she was 22, 22, 24, like, yeah, Oplo the President, the President, yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, you and and how she was so scrutinized and it's so it's so bad it's so bad. It's so she was sad. such a
1: scapegoat. Yeah. such a scapegoat from the beginning. Yeah, and the only thing that's like relatable and. Tough to relate to because it didn't happen to us, obviously, or it didn't happen to me. No, it's like sure. her desire for this old man. <laughs> you know, like, I know is he it? was he really that foxy? Like, I just because he's president? Like, I don't know if power means that much to me.
0: I don't know. What? I think I think there's such a romanticized atmosphere, especially when you're working in the White House and. I don't know. I I could see it. I could see how it could happen. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know I wouldn't like if I saw Bill Clinton on the street, I'd be like, "No."
1: No. <laughs> but I do like rock stars, so I guess I get it. You know. <laughs> like when I was that age, there was definitely like some musician I would like just die for, but I I mean, whatever she was young and dumb. It's Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like just dis- almost dismissive, but it's a good reason. Yeah, why that's
0: That's your 20s that's what you're kind of your 20s are for is to like yeah. make the mistakes learn from them and then like get past it and grow like that's it that's what yeah. your 20s are for she just made a really big boo-boo <laughs> yeah.
1: she was uh really doing high stakes gambling there
0: <laughs> yeah. um one of the things i can't figure out from watching drunk history is the process like, I don't, like, chicken before the egg type thing. And then where you get to design it. I guess I get, I'm like, well, wait. Do they have to wait till the drunk part is recorded? Yes. And then, so you do.
1: Yes. So, it's a long spiel, just fair warning. Mm-hmm. But I'll get technical about it. Uh, when I can, they research a ton of, and those are, like, writing producers, and then they book all of the narrations, and that's when they get wasted, and that's, like...
0: So that's, let's just say, it. let's go, but let's just take the Cleopatra one, Cleopatra's system. Yes. So they they research that out, and then they tell someone all of these facts, and then they get them drunk and make them repeat it. Basically But do you have any control over that environment? Like where No,
1: no, that's all That's that's their place. Yeah, there's a whole narration unit. And like usually we pick people and we can film in their house, you know, and they already kind of know something about that history. They just need like the specific pointers to make it really slick. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely still authentic in that way it's definitely a friend who cares about history Mm -hmm. and we're going to get wasted in their in their apartment but it's definitely grown up like now they're doing like really simple location work you know like this year future season seven we have a haunted house story so they went to a location in LA that looked like a haunted house but I wasn't there you know because they didn't need me they needed like two chairs and the whiskey you know and like and like a a spooky living room like well one way to make it feel spooky is like there's nothing in there so (laughs) right you don't really need us so we come on like um reenactments they come in we come on like maybe three to six months after narrations wrap i can't remember how long oh wow it's probably (laughs) three months it's probably three months but you know they space it out because it's a lot of drinking (laughs) so for for derek's health they space out those shoot days and by the time i get the scripts that's that's when i get to design and it's like such a straightforward designing cuz it's reenactment you know right i'm doing, i'm doing my job if it looks real realistic if if it just sells at least the era or whatever intent we're trying to do and then um, it's it started at the location show so it's still like the bulk of it is locations, and it could be anything from, like, an empty stage at Riverfront to, um, like, for the one, this episode for Typhoid Mary, we shot at Hotel Green in Pasadena. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So we, like, because I love the architecture there. It was yeah. really turn of the century. It's, it's perfectly Edwardian. So we, like, let's just put in our furniture, you know, and, like, change the orientation you know like change the flow of the room blah blah, blah. sold <laughs> yeah yeah
0: which was great uh, with all of those peaches and ice cream cans around
1: <laughs> yeah that turned out really good i really love our graphics designer sarah gonzalez and she was a fan of the show when i interviewed her and got her on and she gets it there's like jokes in the old-timey graphics yeah Good often, and Good So we have a lot of fun there. There's a lot of Easter eggs, like, naturally. Because. Because, you know. <laughs> it's just, like we're having fun. It's comedy. Yeah. Derek likes putting a lot of jokes in signage and stuff like that. So that's fun, too.
0: Graphic arts is, uh, artists, I mean, it's such a huge job on a lot of shows. Yeah. And, and there's just one. When you're on shows that graphic artists get to have some freedom, that's always i think it's always a good thing, because what else i mean they're sitting in that office all day they don't really get to yes. get out of the office i mean putting like side jokes in or like selecting that perfect font it's a it's a true true artistic like gold mine like art graphic artist i don't i don't i value them so much
1: i agree um. It's probably my strongest skill, too. I'm not as good. I'm not as good as people who do it full-time. But I know for me, it takes me all day, you know, just to make it look right. So to produce things at, like, such high volume, that's the talent. Yeah. You know, I guess, like, that's why art school is good, because that's, like, boot camp, and this is the war. (laughs) Yeah. And they're ready for battle. They're ready to give me 20 ideas every single day and – yeah, I feel like they're kind of undersung sometimes. But. I do too.
0: It's a, but it's a hey, we all are. <laughs>
1: yeah. I know. Um, like when are you gonna, when's the next time I'm going to get called a set designer? You know, it's just like you're close but you're not there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um when
0: you get the script till you shoot cuz you've mentioned that you shoot in blocks what is that timeline like is it three episodes at a time or is it
1: so it's gonna you're gonna be upset a little bit most of the most of the stories we do or a normal episode is three stories for for the 30 minutes so we shoot um we shoot one story in a day so it's a 10 page script a day and that's usually 10 sets and it's up and down the same day um the only semblance of prep we have is if we're at a location more than a day. That's you a know? lot.
0: Yeah, it's insane. Like,
1: it's insane. Like, it's so constantly dress, fraught. Wait a minute.
0: You dress, shoot, and strike in the same day?
1: Yes. Yes. Why? And my gold room <laughs> is mobile. I know for, for deck, this is like heavyweight decorating stuff. I think on par with like commercials, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely that pace of commercial work where it's actually the entire world right now and that's demanded on um for everyone you know like if we have our shit together we can rehearse some crucial things you know but most of the time our department's only like one or two sets ahead obviously and the the best way to design it is to really decide with the guys like what's the main set because sometimes we can break down ten sets, but it's only like one huge space, and it's like this corner looks like a bathroom. This corner looks like a living room, but it's not. You're just, but it's you just like,
0: you got like vignettes yeah. going on.
1: Yeah, it's all vignettes, and um, in the past, we've relied on like abstract black type of sketch, you know, black box theater yeah, yeah. aesthetic, and then it's really grown up into this like community theater painted backdrop because when you had a backdrop yeah. yeah i i mean i've i rent painted backdrops i've had a few made um not painted painted like maybe painted on a small scale and then we blow it up and get it printed mm. but it's really limited about it's really yeah we it's often like an old theater background that i have backdrop that i have that we just dress stuff in front of you know, we dress the set in front of it and just roll with it. Um, but uh, the season I got to take over, we did a few builds. We did a few, like, t- true location builds. And, like, I was able to block off stories into, like, one one location for, like, five to eight days. So we had, like, real prep, at least, you know, like, at, at least we're at Disney Ranch. Like, we're yeah. on day one, and day one is running normal, like, up and down the same day. But now I can prep for day four and day two, and it's, you know, within that. So what are the parameters? So like what it's usually one story a day, 10 pages, crazy, crazy long days. Um, and we have to pick locations that we can be in for at least two days because that's that's what's feasible for transpo, you know, like they can't be constantly right, moving to camps. Yeah.
0: Forget about <laughs> it. It's all about transpo. Yeah. It's really backwards,
1: actually. Like, um, by
0: the way, and... I am I am observing drunk history. I have a glass of rosé. <laughs> yeah,
1: I need a rosé. Yeah. I should get a beer. I'm going to get a beer. Yeah, um, get a beer. <laughs> um, <laughs> you'll get a mini tour of my house in the back. I'm but, excited. Like, um, you know, that's why we love big movie ranches. Like, we're at Disney Ranch Lot. We're at uh, River We have to be at a location at least two days in a row, so I usually have to fit the two most related stories either an era or look into a place and that's a lot of like creative puzzle <laughs> puzzle
0: where did you do all the all the cleopatra stuff you did up in that like Saudi Arabia
1: village we did blue cloud yeah um and we did this cemetery in south los angeles cuz they had this tower that was perfect for this Ferris Lighthouse. That was oh, a big. Oh wow!
0: Role. I thought that was like all digital. I don't know what that was. I was like, "Is it was that it was it a mix.
1: mix?" And like, we usually don't do j- digital, but Jeremy, the director of that one, he he referenced Assassin's Creed, the game, the video game. Oh yeah, like <laughs> it should be this epic, and I was like, "Holy totally God, Ward!" And I was like, "What do you think about?" like, doing a digital matte painting, because I have a really good artist who's, like, an epic painter type, like, he always draws these, he's a world builder in his art, oh, wow. and he's also, he's also, like, a union painter, so he's done, like, some of our hand-painted signs, and he just happened to do, like, the, this, like, epic piece for us, like, can you draw, you know, Alexandria in 51 BC, and he's, like, totally, <laughs> so we got to collaborate on, like, what kind of view, we wanted, and how to make it look like that that sweet video game and it I think it turned out really well it did it did i I thought it was
0: one of your the show's like bigger sets or bigger yeah. done uh like a little segments I thought I was
1: like, oh they really yeah. they really stepped it up for this one we we did multiple, We yeah, I think Egypt was actually three days. And that was a big deal. It was a big deal for us to, like, break our one one story a day format. But there was no way to tell the story in 10 pages. It would definitely have to be, like, 20, you know. Sorry.
0: Um, I, too, was like, oh, I worked with Aubrey Plaza oh and I worked with David Wayne I'm like oh this is like ooh, this is like degrees (laughs) of separation between me and Monica look at this like (laughs)
1: yeah yeah it's it's really rad that we've worked in comedy because like I feel like it's such a small world but it's uh it's a fun one and like it's so cool that so many of so many comedians are friends and just like cross-pollinate and we'll do shit for each other
0: don't you think like they've got a good little thing going on I feel like hey man can you just be in this yeah like for scale and they'll do it like I feel there is like a certain group of people who like go out of their way just to be like yeah I'll be in it whatever Hmm. I'm not like that I don't
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I'm terrified of networking, yet I'm somehow kind of good at it. So, Ooh. I tip my hat off to all these like actor friends, and like Derek and Jeremy are definitely that. They feel like the popular boys. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of like a rite of passage to come through drunk history because I feel like a lot of people did the show before they really broke, like blew up.
0: Yeah, that or it's season, like or it's I mean... like a
1: like or it's like a awesome comeback for someone you haven't seen in a while. Like the first one I ever saw and it was a season I didn't work on. It was Lisa Bonet. And I was just excited because it's like, it's Lisa Bonet. Like how, yeah. when's the last time you have you seen her? Yeah, And she's like in a beautiful, now I know now she was in a beautiful mansion in Malibu that they put all this like Louis the 14th shit inside. I don't know. It was like a crazy beautiful set. And I was like, how did they do this? How did they get her and this location and all this shit done. And now I know it's like, oh, because the commitment is really brief, you know? Right.
0: Like, That's probably the allure of it, too, for getting them. Cheers.
1: Cheers. So nice cheers. to see nice you. Nice Thank you for, for having me. me on this. It's oh. awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, as soon as uh, the nominations come out, I'm like, I have to email Monica.
1: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> That means so much to me because, I mean, ju- I mean just to say it on, on your podcast, like we met when I was a coordinator and I had just dreams of art directing and I feel like I was a moody cranky <laughs> art department coordinator because really? I wanted I wanted more you know and I was a little shit about it but
0: I was the worst art department coordinator I mean I only did it like twice and the one pilot got like to shut down the one pilot I was like clearance Ugh. where's my PA where's my PA? I don't do clearances I don't know how to do that I'm not doing it yeah So yeah art department coordinator is hard there's so much shit to do and it's like so hard you got to be there early <laughs> and be there all honestly, day honestly
1: i think the morale i think i would have stuck with it longer if it was a better paid position but I it's know. so it's
0: such a bummer
1: i know it's so beholden to pa rates for some shitty reason
0: but you did a lot i mean you art department coordinated Rizoli for a, and a while and I. so do you know adam Rao? Well
1: no, yeah. I, I was at Rizzoli when Lauren Krasko mm. and Gina Cranham were there and they were awesome. It was really awesome to have lady bosses nice. you know yeah. on a cable show on a cop show, which is also about lady bosses honestly, <laughs> but like it was good energy and I learned a lot there too. but I think I was still cranky. I was still like,
0: so when, let's go through, when did you not be cranky? <laughs>
1: Wait, Superstore? I, I think I just got fucking, I think I literally just got happy, like, some time. Well, it seems like July. you
0: did, well, because then you started to move up, like, then you started to, like, assist an art direct, so then, of course, you were, like, and then at uh, the one, I did want to ask you, I mean, I want to ask you about everything, but I should start with, you went to USC film school, correct? I did. You did. That cult. You know, my husband's a Trojan. Fight on.
1: Fight on. Fight on.
0: (laughs) So I've been... I've been... I'm married into the cult. (laughs) Welcome.
1: Welcome.
0: Um, They are super pissed that football is not happening, and I feel really bad, too. But, um... Sure. Yeah. I I feel like USC as a school is really good. Like, it's really good. So how... So when did you feel like when you graduated you could network as a USC student?
1: Yeah that did open automatic doors like great literally I got uh one of my first internships I got just because I went to film school like he didn't even really meet me it was just like it it was for something I ended up not doing later on but it was for development I was just reading scripts for this person but just because of the recommendation and having that little expensive you know, USC Film School Whatever. thing on my resume opened my first door, if not many after that. And I loved going there. I, when I was growing up, I wanted to be an animator or a cinematographer. And then in high school, I was so serious about that.
0: <laughs> you were serious about being a cinematographer?
1: Yeah, I thought I wanted to be camera, um... But once I was in film school, I was like, "Wait, I like drawing." You know, like <laughs> I love, I love like the art of it. Um, I changed my mind in film school. I was like, "What's art department? Oh, that's decorating. Oh, sick. Uh, you mean I can draw and be on a film? Awesome!" You know. So I, I got, I got the bug pretty early on does, in college. Does
0: USC have classes for production design?
1: Yes, actually. Um, oh, great and. One of the teachers I had was Victoria Paul, who's a Oh, my player. gosh. Who, yeah. I,
0: I mean, I don't know her, but that is a name that when I first started out, I was, yeah. like, like, a one away from her at all times. Like, I feel like she was always yeah. on a show that was going on that I wanted to be on.
1: <laughs> yeah, she was on, like, every, she for a while she was joking that she only got, like, the first two seasons of anything, because then they would get canned. Like, I remember... She was on a show called E-Ring, which was actually oh, yeah. really good, but yeah. got canceled because it was, like, it was, like, before the 2008 era, I feel like a lot of shows just, like, disappeared all the time. <laughs> I
0: don't know. Oh, yeah. Even,
1: even if they had fans, like, it's gone. Yeah. Um, and I ended up actually working for her when I moved back to L.A. later on, um, which is awesome of her. You know, she took, she took a chance on me. Her former as a you know as a former student, but I think even back when I met her at USC, she could tell that I was like the real deal. <laughs> that I, at least I was super obsessed with getting a job in art department one day. And when she saw that I was starting to work as a coordinator, she she hired me. So, do you want me to tell you my whole little history? <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, because okay. because it is important that people or anyone listening to this is like, it's relatable. Like we all went through it, but it is fat. I always find it's fascinating of like, this led to this and I thought it was going to take forever, but then this led to this, like, you know, it's, it's, it's like you're saying, like, it's all puzzles. Like it's crazy puzzle. pieces. Yeah.
1: I will rewind a little bit, I guess. Um, in film school, the best one of the best things USC has is that it's here in LA, mm-hmm. and the and the network like the alumni is so astronomically famous or well off. You know, like most people who yeah. ended up at in film school end up sticking with it, and they they're pretty well. You know, they they succeeded in some way. Anyway, I took a class there that was actually taught by agents by talent agents, and I I had a class once a week at the CAA meeting rooms, like the one in Beverly Hills, the Mike Ovitz building. So this is like vintage LA by now, but uh, talent representation was interesting. So after I graduated, I actually worked at an agency as an agent assistant. And, but I still was like really into the idea of being in production because that's what I did in college. Like I made short films and all that stuff as a as a production designer and i missed that so i started like focusing on agents who represent designers cinematographers and editors and i ended up working for a gentleman named jay gilbert and one of his clients mm-hmm. is nelson Coates. Oh, yeah. and nelson and i ended up bonding because duh i'm such a fan of art department especially his own work at the time i was like oh my god i've seen so much of your work And he loved hearing that, of course. And we we sort of collaborated on decorating my boss's office. Like, like Nelson was repainting it and putting in, like, new everything. Like, new wall treatments, new furniture. And I ended up being, like, kind of the coordinator for that. (laughs) So, unbeknownst to me, it was kind of a... It was, like, it ended up being an audition to actually coordinate for Nelson. Because, like, eventually i had my agent boss's favor and he was like ready to help me move on to the next thing and i told him like i would love to work for one of your clients even if it's like not a paid position right away you know i just want to make the transition but let me
0: ask you this do you think if you had never spoken up that they would have assumed that you wanted to do that that. or is it Cause I'm a big thing of like squeaky wheel gets the oil and I feel like that's an opportunity 100%, where you 100,
1: yeah. you percent. let
0: them know like, no, no, no. Hey, I'm here and I'm, I'm ready to go
1: <laughs> all the time. Like yeah. you have to bring it up. Yeah. I was honest about it and I, it wasn't a surprise that I wanted to go back to production. You know, I was talking about how much I missed it and how much like I had reverence for department heads, which I still do, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, like people who run this stuff, they're still my heroes. And that's, that means everybody we work with to be romantic about it. But I mean, I, at one point I was like telling my friends, like, I'm there to meet designer clients and see if I can just, you know, get ahead quicker. Cause I didn't really, I couldn't really afford years of PA, which is a legit way to go, but it's like, really, it does not pay very well <laughs> to go that way.
0: Well, so, it pays uh, better than a coordinator, really, because if you do overtime and you get the right. mileage, it actually is better than a coordinator. Well,
1: shoot! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stick up uh, for
0: PAs right there because I used to make a know, ton of money when I, I was a PA.
1: Like, I'm, I'm not negging the art PA job because it's like super legit, but at the time, um, I don't think I was snotty about it. I was just definitely impatient, you know. I was like. If I'm going to be an assistant, I want to be an assistant to the art department, which is what I think a coordinator is. Nelson took a chance on me and he hired me for a movie out in Chicago. And Seth Reed was the art director. Denise Pizzini was the decorator. Um, You know, and these are like people who are all important important to me now. So what was that woman's murder They taught me, it was like trial by fire. And I picked up what I picked up and... All of them are still really nice to me and I was like, God, you really do me when I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. (laughs) Excuse my life. Is that
0: is that Woman's Murder Club?
1: No, it was The Express.
0: The Express. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, it's a movie. yeah.
1: Yeah. It was a historic historic football movie, so a lot of history. And um we filmed in some really beautiful places in the Chicago area, which was like such a great experience that i've never replicated i've never been on location that long
0: like three positions into it you were like gone on location yeah
1: yeah um yeah i went from being at a desk in beverly hills literally in the in one week i moved to chicago
0: (laughs) i I say this too like we're such a a a vagabond sort of like oh chicago yep i can do that tomorrow uh, yeah. Shreveport? It's yeah. In Shreve- yeah, sure. I'll move my whole life. Uh, cool. Oh, Atlanta? <laughs> yeah, I'll just get, you know, I'll get some deodorant and I'll be down there, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll just go. I'll just go and move there for five, six months. Like, cool. Oh my
1: god. Yeah.
0: It's kind of great that they got to bring a coordinator with them. Because that's not, like, yeah. usual.
1: Um... I was hired as a local which is probably the shady part which I didn't really know at the time but
0: but what you know what you don't know won't hurt you
1: (laughs) yeah they wouldn't they wouldn't fly anyone out the people that Seth and Nelson liked, they were not available because it was like a really busy time and nobody in Chicago was working out so they were like ah fuck it <laughs> let's try let's try a new person and I was that new new person nice and when I moved back to LA Victoria gave me my first job so that's still like USC being super sweet to me you know <laughs> like that's awesome like, yeah um so you stayed
0: with the coordinator position for a little bit yeah. It, but then you mixed in some assistant art director. So how did you get days for art director?
1: Oh, on whenever I had the energy and the friends to do it with, I would production design shorts, you know, and nice. at least be there for the prep. If, if we never got to shoot, at least like kind of still doing the job on this like non-union indie level. And eventually some of those projects ended up being like legit or I would just ask for a bump up, you know, like um, those first assistant art director jobs, they were like really understaffed. So even if even if like I interviewed for the coordinator position, eventually it'd be like, actually, you're doing a lot of stuff like you're supervising the build and picking the samples and, you know, and like. Doing the mood boards for the decorator, blah, blah, blah. And I would just ask, like, if you can't pay me more, then I want a title bump, you
0: know? Yeah. That code bump is like huge.
1: Yeah. And uh, I, that's what happened to me. Like, I was on a, I was on something for Teen Wolf. It was like the web series, pr- like promo for it. It was the first season. And I wasn't on the main show. But out here in LA, they wanted to do all the, these, like, yeah promo spots basically and initially it was non-union and it flipped you know and like it just happened to be that I was there with a union designer who was just kind of doing the job I think as a favor she like just knew everybody on this and she also just took a chance on me and it ended up flipping and I got my days that way but I also I also had like a few years of like you know short film experience doing art department so I was totally unqualified I had been doing it but it was definitely a a different way of getting I
0: think the Um, key here is that you asked for it
1: yes I always ask for the title bump you have to and I think that's something I learned from my agency days I saw people negotiate right I saw contracts I knew what I knew what I knew what like what I mean that's invaluable
0: that that negotiating skills invaluable I just watched that I mean I watched that master class with that negotiator I didn't get shit out of it like like, (laughs) I don't think I could talk I mean I guess I could talk someone down on a ledge but I still can't get like a higher decorator rate or something yeah (laughs) that's invaluable negotiation skills are key key in this business
1: And, you know, like I still did stuff underpaid or working way too long for and making that good rate not good anymore. But because yeah,
0: but that's the passion of it, that that's what we all do.
1: Yeah, because like you have to you have to pretend it's the best, biggest budget thing you're ever doing, because I mean, like you have to because what if you actually get that big job? You don't suddenly know what to do you learn by like going hard every act as if
0: I just act as if that's my whole life. I just act as if I know what I'm doing. And then I, then I, I turn around and I look it up on my phone. Like, I don't
1: know. Yeah. There's always like a way to learn it and people aren't such dicks. You know, like they're surprisingly quite nice. If you know how to ask nicely, like I feel like I've learned a ton from like prop shops and set building companies, you know, a lot of those being non-unions at building companies like we just learned it on the fly
0: and i think and... i think we're also in an industry where people genuinely will pass information on that is going to be valuable in your career like i've learned things from set designers i've learned things from graphic designers like who have you know are i don't want to say older but have a longer career than i have And I think that that's something that I, you have to keep in mind. Like you got to just keep passing it on. You got to just keep helping people either get in or show them this or this resource, like sharing resources and, and, and things like that. Like, I think, I think that's the only way how, how this industry uh, in our little world keeps going and, and we value it so much because there's so much talent. But if you don't know what you're doing, like you don't know, you don't know what scenic route or like, you know, like you were saying prop making and stuff like that, like someone told you that that's invaluable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like, we, we all have like differing backgrounds. Like I came from camera and producing basically like talent <laughs> representation is a form of producing in my mind in a way. Mm-hmm. But those are nice things to consider when you're playing, like, political games (laughs) that naturally come up, you know? Um, Oh,
0: I read the 48 Laws of Power. I'm all in. (laughs) I reference that all the time. Like, (laughs) that's my (laughs) go-to.
1: I just, like, genuinely believe that the person working for me for you could be your boss one day. Cause like, I'm exactly an example of that.
0: Uh, yeah. Monica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. like I,
1: I got, I got pretty high up pretty fast and like, I don't have any illusions about that. And I still feel like I have a ton to learn and but I want to learn. I don't think I, so. I, I mean, so, Monica, so it's actually, to, it's like, Monica, it's actually, it's not that fast. Monica,
0: it's like 10, it's like almost 15 years. I mean, it's not that fast. <laughs> <laughs> It's fast, it's fast when I think about, oh my god, I knew you when, but it wasn't fast, like, you, yeah. you worked your way up, that was it's not fast, you, every, you know, you took this, you, <laughs> look at your resume, you've took, you've had, like, tens of jobs of, like, at different positions, like.
1: Yeah, I did learn, I went to school, like, uh, another thing to ask for, like, you know, I'd I am always insecure about like not having an architectural background since drafting is such a big deal. But I learned how to, like I took architecture classes while I was working at Bones and like that only happened because Michael and Greg understood. They're like, yeah, okay, you can leave a couple hours early, like twice a week to learn how to draft because you're serious about this and I think you know like they definitely used me more than a coordinator I was like not at my desk a lot because I remember I was like I was on scouts all the time which is yeah. really weird it
0: is well it was weird but it was valuable to you and and I'm yeah. that's like I'm saying like they saw that oh this is the next generation you know they should see how this runs and I think that that's super important
1: yeah that was so awesome of them but you know The show also got an assistant art director for the price of a coordinator. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So, like, but, and I, 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 well, look, I've been there too. I was the same thing was on Wheel of Fortune. I did all the drafting under, not all of it, but I did a lot of drafting and everything, but I was the PA. I mean, but that experience led me to my next job, and I can't. I can't back away from like okay, well I got screwed there, but I learned from it and I moved on.
1: Yeah, and at the same time, it's like I joke about that stuff, but like they weren't really screwing me over because I was definitely learning. You know, it's not yeah. like I replaced a a seasoned assistant art director. I was well, definitely I hope just, Steve like Beers a pretender. You know, and, I was like and know learning. that you left
0: early because he might dock you some pay somewhere along. <laughs> um,
1: Oh my god i made up those hours i promise no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i just want to
0: uh side note that i loved that show man of a certain age i
1: loved that oh my show. god right
0: how oh, sorry
1: how Lises.
0: did that not keep going on ray romano and i don't even like scott Bakula. they were so was... good it was such adorable. a good show yeah. i don't know i was so bummed i love that show i love that you did it's always sunny
1: yeah,
0: always sunny. is like such. I can't believe it's still going on.
1: I know, right? It's like uh, that's another rite of passage. I think in in this business yeah, now. Yeah,
0: a lot of people have worked on Sunny, and I think that's another show you could put on for an episode and just laugh and like, cool. Put that on. Oh my god! Yeah,
1: yeah. That was the coolest job I had gotten, and I still think it's probably one of the coolest jobs because it's such a cult favorite
0: Yeah, and that's a good shout out to have on the resume there because it's, it's like you're saying, like I think a lot of people pass through there because it's a lot of, it, you know, it's not a high budget show, but they do a
1: lot. They do a lot. Yeah. And they have great perms and they have great location work and they can do really gross stuff. Who was the decorator always like when fresh, you, you know, you it's remember? always different. Um, and it's also nice to dis- to be part of something that isn't afraid of, like, dressing down. <laughs> you know, like...
0: <laughs> who was the ask... decorator when you were there?
1: It was Jerry Kelter. Jerry, yeah.
0: Jerry is... I'm um, going to do this podcast. I I am on her ass. She's going to do it. So
1: <laughs> she will be honest at some so point. so much from her.
0: She's the best. Her, yeah. Oh.
1: And she's and she so had a, honest. She had a lead man who was also named Patrick in British... Oh, but funny. not your Patrick.
0: <laughs> well, no, I don't lend Patrick out for. I mean, no.
1: We, why no, no, no. I feel like I've seen you and Patrick together since since I met you in 2009. Or,
0: <laughs> well, I think we actually like he we worked together on Bones, but then he led for me on Parks. But yeah, since Parks, since like 2011. So yeah, but I knew him before yeah. that. Um, and then your coordinating, your art directing. Talk a little bit about Chappaquiddick, because I liked that movie. Oh, thank you. I really, um, I, but I'm like a Kennedy, like, obsessed person.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, legit. but I liked it. Um, It was great. We were on location in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, It had a really rough prep, so I came in, like, midway through prep because they were really behind they you know they just needed more art directors it happens you just have to shore up on labor so I was there like maybe six weeks maybe less but what was cool was yes getting it really immersed into the Massachusetts Kennedy history and um, it was interesting I heard that like the townspeople in the North Shore, they were not happy that we were there because, like, they're very protective of Ted Kennedy, you know, and it's, well, like, not, okay. not a great well, and,
0: are, uh, They're protective of, like, what they're famous for. <laughs> 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 You're only, I mean, I've never, you, we, we would never know of the town Shappaquiddick uh, unless he drove yeah. that car off the bridge. I mean, are you kidding? Right.
1: Yeah. And and oh, my God, uh, you know, it was a sore subject, but also like, oh, of course, you know, like that needs to be told. And they got to go to Cape Cod. It was just like all over Boston. And we had some stages in the North Shore. So the North Shore was like, for me personally, so fun as a goth kid, because that's where Salem is. So, yeah. we, we, so we lived like in Danvers, where that psychiatric hospital used to be that a oh, horror God. movies based on. So like that's spooky. That we were in Danvers. And then on the weekends, like, we could go to Salem and just, like, be tourists. And that was really fascinating, you know, just to see the culture there. I ended up really loving Boston. And um, working on a film after doing a lot of TV was, like, a really nice change of pace. Because, I mean, talk about research. Like, really, some days felt like I just was in the library or online libraries all day. Well,
0: that's you know? what I feel like. That would be such a great project yes. Uh, well, for interest, for my own personal like interest, but like, I don't, it's just fascinating. I just think the whole Kennedy like dynasty, like, I don't know. I just think it's fascinating, all of it.
1: Yeah, I thought, I thought it was really cool. Um, I learned something I didn't really know a lot about. You know, um,
0: all I know is my yeah. It was great. It my was great. my grandmother, uh, my grandmother hated Teddy Kennedy. And she was, he, she, was, she was always, like, she, he killed that girl up in Chappaquiddick. You know that, right? <laughs> like, like, he was, like, <laughs> like, that wasn't even, like, her accent. Uh, that was really bad. But she had a Philly accent. But, like, you know he killed that girl up in Chappaquiddick. Like, she was, and Where I think I from? was, like, six when she's telling me this. Like, I, I like, she loved, you know, John and, and Robert, but, like, oh, that Teddy. Yeah. Was, like, she, and she hated Marilyn Monroe, she hated Kelly Ripa. was the whole thing. But oh so I feel, and oddly, sidebar, we had her, my grandmother, one of my grandmother's best friend's last name was Kennedy. So growing up, I kind of felt like we were related to the Kennedys. Like I couldn't, uh-huh. I didn't get it that <laughs> other people had that name. So I don't know. I, and I thought it was acted really well. I liked that guy. And I don't think I actually knew that story besides my grandmother telling me he killed a girl. Um, I don't know. I just really like that movie. I don't know. Anyone who hasn't seen it, I think it's very well done and very well acted. And, um, I'm, I'm glad to know that you shot it where it happened.
1: Yeah. It just was right. You know, like you, like all the roads are creaky. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I don't know. There's like an oldness to Boston that cannot be replicated and, That somehow adds a flavor to the whole look of that movie, you know? Like, you can't really fake Cape Cod. I mean, you can. You can fake anything, but it just really helped all of us get there mentally. Like, okay, this is where it went down. This is Kennedy country, you know? Have some respect. But also, like, that respect (laughs) is the pressure that Ted Kennedy crumbled under, you know? Right. And he became, like, a a temporary sociopath, in my I guess, because he picked he picked his family pressure over the life of someone else, which is crazy, but and, well, I don't know. And,
0: uh, and, <laughs> and uh, funny enough, I'm I'm sort of obsessed with um, John Goldsmith at the moment because I just finished Perry Mason. Um, and I was a huge fan of the OA, but ha- just, just nice to work with. Like, was it like,
1: yes, he yeah. is such a gentleman.
0: I've heard he's super nice.
1: So nice. Yeah. Like, so 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 nice um we worked together pretty well i think uh we met because of chloe Arbiter. she was the supervising art director and she she called in her people you know and i was one of the people and he really enjoyed working with us and uh we really i think we helped the show get back on track it was just like they were really behind because it happens you know like it happens yeah
0: it does i mean it's just all of a sudden you're shooting in two weeks, like, well, okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least they called me when they were like six weeks out or something. So, but we just had like, I I was there to really push through all of the newspaper research, layout, production, you know, like um, coordinating with props and all that. It was so detailed because, you know, again, it's like, a real historical piece. So yeah. you want to do it right. So they needed someone in charge of that stuff. And that was
0: me. Um, and then you go into American horror story. Yeah, that was so,
1: so fun.
0: Was it? Cause I'm scared to death actually to work for Ryan Murphy. So that's good to know. Um,
1: um it's uh, fun. It's fun creatively, <laughs> but like the life will c- is a little soul crushing. I'll be real. So,
0: yeah. Th- yeah. So this, I did not watch this season. But this is like the horror movie slasher girl, last girl standing type thing. Where did you shoot all that? Because I know it was like a lake and right. It was kind of like the thirteenth ish.
1: We made Franklin Canyon. Oh. Camp. Yeah. So there's a lake there, and there were just literally flat area picnic areas that we put cabins on, like pretty sturdy, crazy cabins. it was it was really hard, it was really hard because we had to schlep all that stuff up to you know a public park that was still open when we were shooting, also, so, oh my God, talk about logistics, I think that and also the persistent night shoots because it's a horror movie, you know like all horror movies are at night Ugh. that it was just like physically I'm out. taxing <laughs> for everyone, and um it was this art department's first first uh time on on the brand you know on the series so we had a lot to learn but now they're back and i don't know they're it sounds like they're doing really well i i ended up splitting off because drug history was happening at the same time and i wanted to pick that
0: because duh i get to design that
1: one but then coronavirus happened so we're all kind of just stuck (laughs) right now oh you mean the Um, next
0: the next uh the next season
1: the next season, yeah. Sorry, season
0: yeah. 10. Yeah, they I mean, they they were, because I know the decorator, Brandy Kalish, um, they were, like, in the building across from us on Fox, and, yeah, I mean, they shut down the week we did, and I think we were a, a week or a two ahead of them in prep and shooting, but, um, yeah, I guess they're starting up. I, I don't know if they're starting up right now I actually haven't talked to her but I don't know if they're starting it up doesn't
1: now. it doesn't sound like it just thinking no. I'm just thinking about the little bit of work I need to do and like I've been here like this, the people that I know on it are available for now but I bet they're coming back and I'm sure it's going to come back
0: yeah. I, I don't know if it's the first rollout of for for Fox slash Disney I, I don't know I think they're going to be a, again a couple of weeks behind
1: yeah, it's just tough right now. Probably September or something I hear such conflicting things. Like some people are shooting and it's all good, like no problem. And then some shows feel like they're not really shootable with, you know, with all the safety precautions you need to take for COVID because those shows are used to running at a really aggressive pace. And I would say like everything I've worked on is such an aggressive pace and we're all on top of each other you know
0: yeah like I don't I don't know if they could have I don't know
1: I don't know how to do this job (laughs) that safe (laughs) I know I literally just told you earlier that we prep one set and we take it down you know like or for drunk history
0: yeah you be on on top of each each other now now there's like there's like zones like people can't only so many people can be in the zone at the time or some something like that but I think I think that the reality is um shows have to settle down (laughs) yeah for this season and i i don't know i mean it might i think it works out a little bit better for the art department because now i might actually get a minute to dress definitely so i i hope that it's like that i'm sure it won't be but um (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it'll be like oh well lighting's got to get in tomorrow so you really only have one day but I think too especially with my show if the show can you're going to build everything and then shoot it out I don't know like Drunk History I don't know if you have that option but
1: like with we do with a a few stories and like we had so many build plans this year I feel like I'm talking about season 7 way too much but
0: No, I mean, not. I don't think you've given anything anything, away. We have so many
1: great plans to make it more, less on the run, you know, because it's such a it's such a band on the run type of life. And we were going to settle down a little bit like, okay, we'll be at this location for 10 business days or something. And that's basically that's like much more relaxed for us. But. I think again, that's... it's all up to Viacom, you know. Yeah, Viacom.
0: and I think with us, it's like they're gonna build and pack the stages with whatever we can build and shoot it, shoot out the stages as much as they can, and and then I don't know, pray for a vaccine uh, in January or something, and then we start doing location work, and or then things get a little bit more lax and we figure it out and we do location work. But my, I mean, our schedule that should have shot in March, the first, the first, uh, basically the first two weeks, was shooting out an actress and had didn't have any stage work, and it was three to four locations a day, every day. So I, that's not going to happen now, I don't think. I don't think we can do that right now and or in the next couple months. So I think they're playing it smart. In a sense of like, all right, we'll contain ourselves. We'll be on stage. And I think any shows that can do that, especially like sitcoms and things like that. I mean, you're not bringing in an audience, but you know, half hour comedies that are, you know, single camera and stuff. When you try to just make bottle episodes, I think that they're fine. Yeah. They're going to be all right for a couple episodes. I think the writers just, and the producers just have to give in to these circumstances.
1: Yeah, I think they're willing to play ball, you know, um, and still not every type of media or type of story fits in these parameters, and that's just, like,
0: yeah.
1: a reality, so I feel like there's just, like, reduced work for now. I hate to be, like, such a, like, a, a rain cloud about it, but it's just, like, it doesn't look good. <laughs>
0: it no, doesn't No, well, it doesn't look good for a, I mean, I'm an avid viewer. <laughs> I'm, yeah. like whoa, whoa, like, when is Succession coming back? Like, wait a minute. Like, yeah. What is... Whoa, 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 What's delayed now that I gotta wait, basically, a year to watch? I'm waiting
1: on Atlanta. I'm waiting on Succession. Yeah. I'm waiting on... I'm always waiting on Rick and Morty for the animation side. Mm. But, like, yeah, and I'm waiting on my own show. Like, yeah. oh, damn it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to watch... But I used to say with Veep, like, oh. I can't wait to watch this episode. I don't want to do it. This is really I hard. I don't really want to do it, but I can't wait to watch this episode. It's going to be great.
1: Like, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I had so many. <sighs> anyway, I just went there like in reverie, but just the feeling I had, like the dread I had for such big days on set, like yeah. designing season six. I'm like, I can't wait for this to be awesome. But I... But I don't like, want to do it. I want to run away. <laughs> like, the anxiety is making me crazy. Like, I just want to bar for something. Yeah. But and... I,
0: I'm actually shocked. I really thought you had... I mean, dressing, shooting, and striking in one day is
1: like... Yeah. It's like a live show. So You know? It's like theater. And we lead into that a lot. And, like, the design can... Kind of go down for the sake of schedule, you know, and we try to make a few of the sets just fucking awesome, and then the rest have to be a little bit yeah. sacrificed, like Look, you kind of we
0: all sacrifice we all have to do that for time and money yeah. and and I mean we all have to do that. I just didn't think it was that close
1: it's so close. I feel like I design it as if I had ten million to spend on each story when I really have. 10,000 maybe right. <laughs> you know and like only only one day it's like um, tracing great art with a crayon you know cause like you know what you're trying to achieve underneath yeah. but you're only given a crayon to so do, do this <laughs> like <laughs> but, I mean, try there's... to make it work with this and we find a way you know
0: like oh yeah I mean there's plenty of times that we do I mean I've done the same thing you do it yeah. I just didn't realize you were doing every episode that
1: way Yeah. And honestly, it could be so and it can be so crushing on a personal or physical level because it's such a commitment to get that kind of show on or going all the time. But we have such a culture on Drunk History that's like positive. You know, I was talking about like senior year, but it definitely is like that. Like we're all homies because there's no way we could do this super hard show if anyone was a jerk.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and then that's that's I mean, it's funny you say that because Mike Scher, who did Parks and Rec and The Good Place, his like motto is we don't hire jerks. We don't hire assholes. We don't we don't want any of that. Like it's only good people here. And it's, I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, and and I feel like because there's actually not a lot of well, There's some, but there's not a lot of, like, assholes out there. Like, everybody just wants to get their job done and do it well. I feel there's a lot of pride in every position. I don't care if you're a grip, uh, you know, loading cable, like, or an electric guy doing cable. Like, I feel like if you're in this business, you have some sort of pride. Because we all go, you know why? Because we all go to the wrap party, and we all want to see, like... We all want to see it do well once you put in all this time and effort. That's what I really believe of, of our little world.
1: I totally agree with you. Um, it's really nice to just work with people who want to do their best every day, you know? Yeah. Because, like, even <laughs> when you see people who care a lot, quote, unquote, phone it in, you realize, like, they're still kicking ass. Yeah. You know, you can't turn off. Like, I mean, once we, you get we, that there's... really, like, sharp skill, whatever that is, like... You have it for life, like, but that's there's such definitely
0: a... people who are head down, like they're just like bodies there. There's definitely those people, and if you can weed that out and really get like a solid team, it just makes our world just easier.
1: Oh my god! Right? Yes. Yeah. It sounds immature, but like really, hire your friends. You know.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I've I bring
1: said... up I bring up Chloe a lot because like I've worked a lot with her, and she actually got me on drunk. And Chloe's your decorator, you know. Chloe Arbiter, who's the designer of American Horror Story now. Oh, right, right. But she's like, yeah, she's just like an. I think we. I introduced you guys. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. I actually feel like she looks like your kid sister, just because like you have similar (laughs) hair colors, and like you both have that spirit of like you're a boss. You know what you're doing. You know, and pretending. And you're both, like, fair people. Like, you're not too proud to admit, like, oh, I don't know what that is. But I can look it up. I can figure it out. Or, you know, I'll let somebody, like, teach me something. And then I'll apply that to the job that we have to do ahead. Like, it's, um, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just, like, singing your praise for both of you. Because I love you both so much. But I bring her up because, like, it took a long time for me to find my, quote, unquote, art department family and it can be tough as an art director like it's not as in my opinion it's not as like friendly as being a set dresser you know right <laughs> i don't know why but well
0: i'll tell you why as an as a set decorator i don't want to be told what to do by an art director and i feel like a lot of art directors take that liberty
1: <laughs> and oh. i don't go for
0: it I don't, I, I'm a department head. I have a job. I have a million and two things I'm in charge of. You have a million and two things you're in charge of. And one of them is not me. Yeah. That, that's how I feel. Like, and I just want the respect of like, I'm not, if you have a message to convey from the designer, that's one thing, but don't act like it's your message.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good perspective even for me because like I've been in a position to work with decorators of course as a designer and art director and it's really hard to like find that balance of like they're in charge but you have to be this conduit for someone else yeah and that's
0: fine and I need that I need that input I need those I need those details that you're about to tell me but don't tell me as if don't tell me <laughs> like just be like like when I see a graphic that needs attention or if I see a doorknob out of place, "Hey man, you might want to check this doorknob. Hey, hey, here's a heads up. Uh they're going to look this way. You might want to change the window graphics on this." Like, I don't ever say, I don't ever take it to like an official
1: I don't know how you to don't pull, Yeah, you don't pull rank when you're I just don't do, off I don't notes. do that
0: because I don't want it done to me. That's really good.
1: But That's really awesome. But actually. as Adam
0: Rao will tell you, the first day on Parks that he started, I went up to him and said, "You're the art director and I'm I'm the set decorator. And I'm, I'm a department head. Don't tell me what to do. Just stay the fuck out of my way and this is going to go great." <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's like, "And I knew." I knew exactly where I stood with you. I knew, I knew you knew your shit and I didn't get in your way. And we had a great working, we still have a great working relationship. We're friends at this point. Like it was fine. And I, and I think I like step around that with some art directors, but I, I think that that's a real thing between a lot of set decorators and art directors. And I could see it, especially if you're like an assistant art director, where do you stand with a set decorator? Like that relationship, it's a little awkward.
1: Yeah, it's definitely awkward, you know, because I mean, I just did it. I just did it on Horror Story, like dealing with set set deck a lot, just being being like a supervisor or at least a, a representative from the designer, you know, to make sure things stayed on the rails and it was tricky and the only thing that really kept me comfortable i had to remember like i trust set deck of course i do but i have to verify it i have to verify right that the work is correct you know and that's usually easy it sounds like so heavy but it's like just snapping a picture and sending it to the designer like hey you're gonna see it from kim but you're gonna see it from me too like this is what's on set but don't take
0: it but hey don't take a picture when I'm not, when I'm not done dressing. Cause I've had, also that, yeah, <laughs> no, no, and I've had, I've, I've, I've like whipped people too of like, yo, I just, you're not going to send that to the designer, right? Cause this isn't dressed. So don't send that. No, no, no. I'm just sending them the graphic. And then like 10 minutes later I get like a note, like, Hey, we need another level of, you know, dressing in there. Yeah. No shit. I'm not done yet. This guy sent you a yeah. picture and now you're giving me notes. That I, you know, so I get, I get that job, but give me that, like, I'm, you know, don't send a picture of the set when it's not dressed and then throw me under the bus.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's. I'm really glad we're having this conversation. But I it also like is so many gears are turning. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's just, uh, duh. Like this is the way to talk about it. But that's there's the... really just some people who are bad at communicating a, yes. about where yes. they are. That's what I was going to
0: say. That's the thing too, is like, if we're not all on a friendship, I think just because I'm like passive aggressive and kind of like take the funny attempt. If we're not on that level, it get I get really offended. Yeah. <laughs> I know I if we're not friends Me I too. get really offended yeah. <laughs> wait what was the last part if if we're not friends I get really offended
1: yeah yeah right oh my god I lay it on so heavy especially when I'm in the boss I'm like hey this is summer camp yeah I love you I'm basically like yeah okay thank you I love you because I really just want to be that positive the job is so hard let's be friends Like, you can be a real human being with me. You know, you can tell me if you're having the worst day or you're late. It's fine. At least I know where you are, you know. But you have to be, like, you have to be a real friend. And at least with me, like, I promise I'm, like, I'm not going to actually step over your boundaries. I'm not trying to, like, get you to work for me when you're not supposed to be working for me. Or, like, you know, I'm not trying to force a friendship on you or anything. But when we're together, we have to be we have to almost feel like family cuz like we will be tested. Oh, absolutely.
0: You know? And you we spend so much time together.
1: Yes. You have to like each other. You have to like each other. Yeah.
0: You got to you got to laugh. You got to like be like w- this is bonkers. What are we doing? Okay. Yeah. We're in it together. Hold my hand. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Yeah. We get it. My dad told me, and I always remember this, like, he's like, I don't know. When you're a little kid in the playground, you could walk up to any group and be like, Hi, I'm Monica, I'll be your friend now. Aww. And <laughs> and even if I got turned away, I would be like, Oh, that sucks, and then just like find another group to talk to. That's sweet. Yeah, isn't that nice? But at the same time, like internally I'm like, I'm terrified of people. I'm, you know, I feel like a dork all the time. I'm super sensitive. <laughs> I remember, I remember, I remember like little slights and stuff like that, but I don't know. The truth is really in the middle. Like I'm normal like everyone else, but definitely having the social ability of putting your ba- best face forward, you know, and just recovering. Like you will be, you will be socked in the stomach yes. <laughs> yes. multiple times a day. Yes, It's all about how you get up and deal with the problem, you know. And it's okay to ask for help. That one is always a challenge. Yeah, it is. Especially when I design and I start something, it's a panic. I'm panicked. You know, I have like two weeks of research for one story, but I only have like four hours to do the research and I'm by myself and I have to just trust the process. Like Wait. soon my decorator will start and she will care. Soon my art director will start and she will care and the coordinator and the PAs and then suddenly you have like a whole team of people who really care and they're they're gonna do the damn show with you
0: You yeah (laughs) it is and it is a process of letting go of things and 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 being able to divvy things out and let go like all right I'm gonna let you All right, can you research Bill Clinton's desk? Like, I really wanted to do that, but I got to do this other thing and I got to go to this meeting. And okay, cool. Can you do that? Like, it is. It really is like letting go and trusting your team.
1: Yeah. Like, um, for drunk, it's just, I have this like master online mood board. It's like a comp, it's basically a Google Slides, but. Is it Pinterest? No, wow. it's, I, I use like a Google, Google Slides because I can switch between presenting a bunch of things back to back to actually editing the content. But like, I got to this point where every set had a historical photo match to it, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. maybe like a little a little rendering or even just like a napkin sketch for me of like, this is what I think it needs to look like. And I was really proud of that, especially because of, like, the aggressive schedule, well, you yeah. know? But I, I finally figured out, like, this way to communicate what I think I was looking for and what I could sell to the directors and the show creators. Is like, this easy, is a good idea. Is
0: it easier for you to design sets that don't have photo reference or do?
1: Um. Uh, I feel like I'm leaning towards when they do, mm-hmm. you know? When there's, like something iconic about this room where you can like dial in and be like okay i'm, I'm just going to build the whole look around this detail you know yeah um but some are really fun to do to just wing it because you need a break it's all about the variety of you know creating something like sometimes we have to play it really straight and sometimes we can be really weird with it and sometimes we can be lazy, or what I—it's not really lazy, but we can do abstract black, you know, and we play with atmosphere and props. It's such and a great freedom that you have. And waltz.
0: I mean, are there? Do the producers be like, like say, like the Typhoid Mary, like, hey, we want a lot of ice cream. Like, is there yeah. like is, is there those notes that you're getting? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: And it's funny. It's like, well, how much is a lot? And then like Jeremy, just like held his hand up high you know like he was like (laughs) it was like he was like describing the height of a young child we're like oh okay that's a lot of ice cream and um you know me and props had fun with it she found these great not so period but it sells the ice cream look you know tubs and we had fun with the graphic and stuff like that
0: who was your props person
1: oh carolyn stratton or formerly carolyn Mm -hmm. tyler nice yeah. Uh she did better things. I met her when we were doing non union Buzzfeed shorts, so we're homies. Nice. Yeah, it's so nice to see everybody like rise up. Oh well yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I don't know. I'm super like happy for you and I'm I am of that little like oh I knew you win <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I'm
0: so like, happy for you. And I'm really pulling for you. And especially after hearing like how uh, the episodes are made and, and your prep time and everything. I do have to say, because I don't, I don't want to be an asshole. Um, there, is, there was discussion when I was on the Emmy panel about like shows like A Drunk History or Portlandia of like, is it scripted or not?
1: And oh wait, no, it's not. It's just not, though. Because, like,
0: well, that's what I was trying to get out of you before. Of like, wait, is it scripted? But it doesn't. It seems no. like they're giving like some notes, and then they just talk.
1: Yeah, it's like okay, uh we like these comedians who are SAG, <laughs> right? <laughs> and they're they all know Derek and Jeremy somehow, and I feel like they talk about the history on a personal level, like. I don't know if that's true or not but it definitely feels personal and all of a sudden it's like hey we should research this story because so-and-so is like interested or like oh so-and-so is such a baseball fan like and we just found out this interesting baseball history like we should get him back or her back you know and then they just yeah they re- really get drunk and they really just give us the bullet points occasionally like I'll hear a producer like you forgot to say this part <laughs> you know like Usually right. it's it's right. the summer of, of, of well what that's ever. what
0: I would think if I was drunk, I don't know how many details I'd actually remember to like you know thread together a story
1: It's definitely <laughs> it's definitely like a lot of coaching, and I haven't ever been to the shoot when anyone's drunk because they have a closed set, which is understandable, so that person feels comfortable. It's really just like camera. Derek the host or the host and that person like actually having a nice time and someone like watches the feed and they'll give notes like oh we need to have the narrator say this part because you know it sounds nice or like they forgot this key point yeah and then it's a a ton of transcription it's a lot of producing it's a lot of producing on, on the front end and then editorial like Frankenstein's the whole thing together you know they put together a comprehensive story in the narration and so like the joke on Drunk History is like you know don't worry about it we already shot the we already shot it like we'll always have the narration to go back to and that's that's cool that also makes me feel better when we feel when we it feels like we're running behind on set like oh my god we're never gonna make it. <laughs> right you do you can like emotionally give yourself a release like well they'll help they'll always have something to cut to you know um, but of course we try to shoot the entire story and there's so much that gets left out. We definitely shoot everything like it's long form. And like, I, I don't know, like, I love the structure in a way, even though it's crazy. It's like my brand of crazy, but I would also like to see drug history get a little bit more breathing room schedule wise and maybe money wise, you know, like,
0: yeah, these like, are really
1: these are really deep stories, that we're doing so so fast. Like, we would do a great job telling it a little slower. My
0: like point. if you had if you had one story per half hour.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because and we said there there was
0: is there usually three? I thought there was two.
1: Yeah, this one is the birth. One of the first twofers we call them twofers, two stories because the stories themselves were so epic. It was like well. Each one is definitely more than a day. You know, mm-hmm. like Egypt, we did over three or four days, maybe three and a half. And then Typhoid was like similar. It was one and a half days. And I then we just kind of matched stories that could fill in the time or we would prep the next one. It was such a weird schedule. And also so strange to see one first team disappear and a second first team of actors <laughs> reappear because we're doing something else, you know, like... And so, like, be so ready, ready logistically, with all our dressing just ready to go, and like that whole oh my god, we figured out so much stuff in my, in my uh, time there at Drunk History. Like, I'm not representing it in detail enough, but it it was it was a mess. It's still a mess, but now (laughs) it's an organized, orchestrated mess.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if any show isn't a mess. I mean, it's just. You know, and you work on on different shows, and you just think like, oh, I got veeped on that one, or yep. like, oh, oh, or we're in the bad place. We're in the bad place.
1: Like I think yeah. like, every yeah.
0: show that you work on, you have your own like like uh, little inside joke about how bad it is.
1: I know, and like we take it because I mean, what else are you gonna do? You nice. know, like you take it, swallow. Yeah, I, like every job probably sucks in its own way. Like, there's not a lot of jobs that are perfect. So if it's gonna if it's gonna be disappointing, you might as well be, you know, doing the kind of work you like doing most of the time. Like, it is a job; it will break your heart sometimes. But all in all, you love doing it, and you're really good at it. So why not, you know, why not stay in the circus? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well. Yeah as long as i'm not a clown
1: (laughs) i heard the cutest thing it was like uh it's a it's a story like i heard from someone else but it's like a couple transpo guys and this and this like new guy pa and this pa is just talking their ear off like how he wants to get into business like he just really wants to learn and move up the ranks and they like these two salty transpo guys are like I mean, kid, it's hard getting in, but it's even harder getting out, <laughs> you know, like, and it really is. It's really hard to
0: leave. It's such a bummer to do some of these interviews without seeing the person, because I would, would really love to just give her a hug and congratulate her. I'm glad that uh, I was able to catch her. Uh, and interview her f- about her nomination and everything. Um, I'm really glad we had that conversation about the interaction between positions because it's vital to have respect and communication with each other. And I think we all need to know where we're all coming from. And it's a quick, hi, hel- hi, hello, now let's, you know, basically spend 12 hours a day together. So it is vital that we all sort of figure out each other's personality quickly I always say, because I was a casino dealer (laughs) um, between summers when I went to college, and that job has always helped me quickly assess people's personalities, because I was standing at a table, you know, with you know six people, five people, whatever, and okay, this lady she needs a little like help, or this guy doesn't want me to talk to him, or this guy if I talk to him he'll tip me, like, oh. You assess personalities really quickly in that in that job. So I always feel like that has helped me throughout my career. Anyway, good luck, Monica. Next week, I have production designer Matthew Flood Ferguson. He's also a set decorator. He is nominated for his work on the Netflix series Hollywood. So check that out next week. Congratulations to all the other nominees. I feel bad that's uh it's not a regular award season because the process of being nominated is pretty special and um like i said it it, it's all great till you lose so this process is like the fun time so i feel bad that it's not normal for for people who are nominated but cherish it and um good luck to everyone hey um do you have like five seconds of course you do just scroll down and rate this podcast little five stars beep 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 and then maybe you've got 10 seconds you do a quick review please and thank you summer is sizzling keep cool on your stogie floaty luxury pool float
1: available now on amazon etsy and stogiefloaty.com